Welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. Jessica and her guests are here to help you navigate the world around you as a small business owner and provide valuable insights to hone your business superpowers. Now, here's your host, Jessica Jones. Hello, 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 and welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. I am your host, Jessica Jones, and today we have Joanna Iraqi from the Batterina with us. We're going to be talking about how she got started in her business and what Q4 looks like in different businesses. So let's throw on your capes and let's get powered up. Good afternoon, afternoon. Joanna. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm excited to finally get to talk to you. We've been trying to do this for a while, but uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday last month and you were crazy busy. Super crazy. (laughs) So we are finally here. We got a little bit of time before your Christmas crazy. Yeah, we got one more week and then it's full steam ahead. I'm ready. So For those of you who may not know who Joanna is, uh, you're missing out, first of all. Uh, Joanna owns the Bat Arena, and you're going to tell us a little bit about what this business is, what you focus on, and then uh, how you got started. Okay. So the Bat Arena is a gourmet cheesecake bakery. Um, We specialize in cheesecakes. (laughs) We have about 15 different flavors, um, and you can get these cheesecakes for any occasion. Uh, whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a Tuesday, you know, if you just love cheesecake, this is the way to go. And you can get them in slices. In slices or holes or minis. And. And. Or you could do all three. I won't judge. I won't. My favorite after all of these things, though, because all of the cheesecakes are amazing. I didn't know you had 15 flavors. Yes. That's a lot. Um my absolute favorite thing that you make is your cheesecake fruit salads. You've got to tell us about that. So the cheesecake fruit, I randomly saw it on a post on Instagram. I was like, you know, let, let's see, let's, let's try it out. Um, so that is, I make it with uh, sliced apples and berries, blueberries, strawberries, um, with cookie butter and a dipped strawberry it's dipped in cookie butter and cheesecake pieces. So it's like a ton of cheesecake all through it. Cookie butter all through it. And they're heavy. They come in like, yeah. you know, the cheesecake slice containers and it's heavy. It's like a pound yeah. and a half. Yeah. It's a lot. There's like a whole cheesecake slice on in each container. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is, it's a lot. And <laughs> if you haven't had them, they're the best cheesecakes in New Orleans. Maybe the best cheesecakes in the world. Um, and you can only get them uh, from Joanna in select pop-up markets. Sometimes she's at Rouse's. Yeah. Sometimes it's, she's at all different spots in the city. And uh, I hear you're going to be uh, shipping soon. Very soon. We're going to, you know, get all that taken care of to make sure everybody can get their cheesecakes delivered directly to their door. So that's going to be a game changer for everybody who's not in the city. You're going to have to try these cheesecakes. Um, And before we go any further, I have to tell you congratulations, because I think it was last week you hit 10,000 followers on social media. Yes, yes. Huge accomplishment. You know, just being a business owner, you know, you try not to get too caught up into social media, but it's just like, wow, all these people want to follow me. What? What? (laughs) So I, I think it's great. And I appreciate everybody. It's it's crazy because I will talk to people about your I talk about your business all the time because I'm like, oh my God, these cheesecakes. <laughs> but I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, I've never had them, but I follow her. And like, then why haven't you had them? Like, you know where she's going to be. Go have them. Yeah. I get a lot of people all the time, like just coming to the events. Oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. I'm finally trying it. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> awesome. So Tell us how you got started. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, and you've really been baking since you were in high school, and, and it's been kind of a business since high school yeah. days. Yeah, we started out with just making brownies. Um, in high school, for Pig Out Fridays, I was the one in charge of making the brownies, and I was like, okay, let's run with it. Um, and then people started asking me to make brownies outside of Fridays. And I was like, okay, um, give me your money. I'll give you brownies. Simple. It's simple. Easy, easy. Uh, So that's kind of where it started. And I just kind of took it from there just with brownies. And now you don't even do brownies, huh? I do them occasionally. Oh, I've literally never seen a brownie on your table. I'll I'll pull them out of retirement, you know, 
I actually do a turtle brownie cheesecake. It's the same exact brownie recipe. It's just at the bottom of the cheesecake. Um, it's, you know, a great bite. You get a good chewy brownie at the bottom, more, uh, smooth cheesecake and chocolate, pecans and caramel on top. I am a big fan of the turtle cheesecake. That's probably my second favorite. My first is the cookies, cookies and, cream. and cream. Yes, I know you love the cookies. <laughs> I know. I know you love the cookies and cream. <laughs> Every time I order, I always get the cookies and cream. Like these are for her. So these are, she's not sharing these. No, 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 no. <laughs> never ever. Um, so where did you learn to bake? Um, I actually learned from my grandma. Um, she would always make a dessert after every meal. Cooking is not my thing. Like I'll be like, I'm gonna go sit down while you cook, and then just call me when you're ready to start baking. Then I can help. So that's kind of kind of how that started, and, and I just kept going from there. So I would just learn different recipes from her, um, and I still use some of those recipes. And um, I've also added my own twist to them and incorporated more, like created new recipes of my own. So. So she, we have, uh, I have a banana pudding and she was like, I taught you how to make that. I was like, kind of, sort of, but it's still good. It's still good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> like, that's my recipe. Not exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's a legacy. So you, it started with your grandma. Mm-hmm. Your mom works with you all the time. Yes. So you got a whole three generations. Pretty much. And my grandma was like, if I could do it, I'll be there every week. And I was like, and I will put you to work, ma'am. <laughs> you can be the cashier. Yeah, we're busy. I'll put you to work. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't realize um, that you got all these recipes from your grandma. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. So you started baking in high school. And then um, what happened after that? You went, you finished high school. I finished high school. I went to um, UNO. I got my uh, degree in secondary education. Um, and then I realized, I was like, this, I don't think this is the path that I want to take. Um, I know that I'm good at something trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, I can bake like, so let me go to culinary school. Cause it was always something that I always wanted to do, um, later down the line. And I was like, why wait, why not go now? I have the opportunity to go. So I'm going to go. I, um, applied for a scholarship to go to New York at the international culinary center, which I did not get, but, I didn't let that stop me. Um, I still decided to go to culinary school. I went to the Louisiana Culinary Institute in Baton Rouge and graduated in 2016. That's amazing. So you went to school first to specialize in secondary education. What led you there and why not pursue culinary arts first? I felt like it was um, it was pretty safe. It was a safe career choice. You know, you have weekends off, you have the summer off. It, and it's particularly great if, you know, you're trying to start a family, trying to get married. It's like, okay, you know, we're going to have kids, get married. Uh, this is great. I'm off by five or six. And then I realized, I was like, that's just not the path that I want to take because it's not for me. Like that's somebody else's story. It's, it's not mine. So I just, you know, took a year off and I was like, okay, let's figure it out. I know, I know there's something else. So that's that's really what pushed me in the direction of going to culinary school. That's very powerful. Making that decision after you've done four years and invested all this energy and effort into a career choice. And then just to say, no, yeah, that's that's not for me. It's extremely powerful. And um, I applaud you for doing that Thank and you. not sticking with something you were miserable yeah. with and saying, I'll get to my passions later yeah. to control. And I, I applaud you for Thank that. You. So you get out of school and you're having this conversation with yourself. Um, what are you doing in that time? So you didn't go into teaching right after school. You didn't took this go. year off. Yep. What were you doing in that year? Um, I was just working, um, just trying to figure it out, really. Uh, figuring out what, what my next steps would be. Um, trying to figure out what culinary school I wanted to go to. Like I visited Delgado. They have a culinary program over there. And then I visited the school in Baton Rouge. I visited Nichols as well. They have a culinary program there. But Baton Rouge was the one that that really stuck out to me um, because I knew I wanted to get a degree. You you only get a certificate from Delgado. Um, and I just felt like Nichols was too far. Like my grandparents are getting older. I wanted to be able to be like, okay, I'm only an hour away. I can just hop in the car and go. Um, so that that's really, that played a big part 
in my decision to go to culinary school in Baton Rouge. Okay. And where were you working? What kind of job were you holding down when you were making these decisions in that gap year? Um, poof. I was I was working two full-time jobs at that point. Two full-time two jobs. Two full-time jobs. Don't know how I did it, but <laughs> I was working at a check cashing place um and at a grocery store. I was a manager at a grocery store. Um, so I was trying to balance that. I was like, I cannot do this for a long time. Like I'm exhausted, wearing myself out, and I'm not enjoying anything that I'm doing. Like were you baking in that time at all? Um, off and on. It was a couple cakes here and there. Um, but I at that point I was still learning how to bake cakes and decorate cakes. So that was a whole new ball game for me. So I was working on it. They weren't the best looking. <laughs> they tasted good. They didn't look good. <laughs> so you make the decision, you go to culinary school in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us about that time and how you came to decide um, about the passion, the business. What was the business going to be? Um, I was actually commuting back and forth between Baton Rouge and New Orleans for work um, until I was able to find something closer in Baton Rouge. I did, um, and I didn't like it, so I was commuting back and forth again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I think it was in class one day, and everybody was talking about, oh, they have this, they have a cake business. And I was like, I want to, I want a cake business too. I can do this. You're doing it, you know, I can do it. So I started out making, you know, little small birthday cakes, cupcakes, doing like the dip treats and stuff for for dessert tables. Um, And it just that's that's what I was doing for a a while. Um, I started to perfect that um, until I realized I was like, you know, I don't really like doing cakes anymore. (laughs) This is I'm not having fun. Um, And that's kind of how, you know, the cheesecakes came around because I was like, I know I wanted to find something. Just had to figure out what it was because I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, I know it's something there, something that I would be really, really great at. I just didn't know in that moment. How did you land on the cheesecakes? Um, I love cheesecake. Like I would eat cheesecake (laughs) over a piece of cake, over ice cream, over any any of that stuff. I love a good, delicious piece of cheesecake or three or four pieces of cheesecake. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't judge y'all, so you do not judge me. Okay. (laughs) Um. And I, it was during the pandemic. Um, I actually took a, a a class on how to make cheesecake. You know, everybody was offering these, you know, how-to classes or um, subscribe to this and and watch me on this and and pay for this. It was everybody was stuck at home, so that I was like, okay, I have time on my hands, so let's let's do it. Let's figure it out. Um, and I took the class and I, the first cheesecake I ever did was a disaster. The cheesecake was runny in the middle. It was oozing out the sides. I was like, this is not done. And my cousin was like, it's fine. It's fine. I know it's going to taste great. I was like, you might not, you might die. If you eat it. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to do that. The, she was like, I'll take it anyway. I said, Okay, okay, here you go. And that was my first cheesecake, a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> but I took the time to uh, perfect the recipe. And, um, you know, every time it got better and better. Um, and I, every time I just started ramping up um, production, making a little bit more every week and selling a little bit more every week. Now, how did you choose the name The Battery now? I was... Um, so I'm a retired dancer. I started dancing when I was two, um, did all kind of dancing. I'm classically trained in, uh, like ballet, tap, jazz, um, and just a whole bunch of stuff. I've been dancing since I was two. Um, and I was in school, uh, and at culinary school and I was trying to figure out a name for my business. I didn't want to be super cliche and like, just pick like cakes by Joanna or treats by Joanna. Like I I didn't want that. I wanted something that would be able to stand out and really be unique. And people would be like, that's the Batterina. Like that's who that is. That's her products. Um, And and it just randomly hit me while I was in class, the Batterina. And I was like, oh my God, I did something. My Thanks brain. Shout out. Is that what this light bulb was for? For that idea? No, the light bulb was because I have the glow. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. 
but that's that's pretty much how the the name the Batterina um came and you know started. Then I started branding everything the Batterina. I got my little business card, started my Instagram and my my business Facebook, um, and it just kind of went from there. Um, and now we're here. Well, they absolutely stand out. I I talk about these cheesecakes every day. I know that I've created a few new fans. Um. Because I recommended your cheesecakes and then they got ordered for a Christmas yeah. party that I was at. And then, thank you, everybody didn't eat them all. So I get to take some leftovers. Oh, look at that. And yeah, you know, I was excited <laughs> about that free cheesecakes. And then I brought some of those leftovers in here so that my staff could try them. Because one of my my staff is someone who follows you on social media but had never had the cheesecake. Oh. And I was like, I'm going to fix that. There you go. So I know I'm creating fans out here for every day because. <laughs> You can't stop talking about these cheesecakes, guys. They're so good. Um, after after this, I'm going to go uh, raid your fridge. If you've got anything in there right now. So we are just going to be taking a break in just a second. So far, we've talked about how you got started in your business. And after we come back, we're going to talk about um, Q4 and what that looks like in your business versus what it might look like in some other businesses. So stick with us and uh, we'll see you in just a minute. Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to be your small business superhero. Whether you need ongoing services like bookkeeping or payroll, one-time services like implementing an accounting software or one-on-one training, or an on-call CFO to answer your larger questions, Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to help. Stop costing your business more money by trying to do absolutely everything yourself. We pride ourselves on giving you big business level service while still giving that small business attention. You're the expert in your field and you didn't start your business to watch numbers move, but we did. Come check us out at jessicajonesaccounting.com to see what we can do for your business. Have you ever wished you had someone who had all the answers in your back pocket? The Superhero Initiative was created as a launchpad for small and micro businesses to reach the next level in their potential. We are here to help you start out on the right foot and rescue you from future headaches. If you've been in business less than three years or are currently generating less than $100,000 of annual revenue, we encourage you to apply for the Superhero Initiative. Recipients will get eight hours of donated time to supercharge your back office from bookkeeping cleanup to implementing and training on software and other accounting and management needs. Visit jessicajonesaccounting.com to apply today. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. We are back. Before the break, we talked a lot about uh, how Miss Joanna with the Batterina got started in her business. And now we're going to move on a little bit and talk about um, a specific time of year, Q4. Now, everybody's business looks a little bit differently during Q4. Um, Some people have to put on their um, year-end sales and prepare for things like Black Friday and are they going to do discounts and all these different concepts. Different businesses like mine may be focusing on, um, you know, wrapping up with certain clients, not focusing on a lot of new growth, but making sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. What does Q4 look like in your business? Q4 is extremely hectic. (laughs) You don't say. Extremely hectic. The holidays are, everybody wants dessert to bring to dinner. Somebody wants to impress their mother-in-law. Somebody wants to impress their girlfriend's family. Somebody wants to eat all the cheesecake by themselves. I don't. I don't judge. Um, there was one customer um, last year for Thanksgiving. She was like, I brought them to impress my new fan, my new mother-in-law. And I told her I made them. I'm so sorry. I lied. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, girl. Get them in. It's okay. You know, you got to get the mom to like you. So it's okay. <laughs> but it's it's very hectic, but it's rewarding. Like everybody's happy. Everybody's taken care of. Um you know, they're, they're around family, they're, they're celebrating. Um, so why not bring a great dessert? 
So that makes me happy. All the hard work that I put into it, it, it makes me happy and it, it it's worth it for me. Good. Well, so what do you do in preparation for Q4? Like, you know that it's coming for Thanksgiving. When do you start preparing for Thanksgiving? Um, I, Honestly, like after uh, uh, Halloween. Yeah? Yeah. I start getting my menus together sometimes. Like, I'll stay up. It'll, it'll be like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm just building a menu um, on what I, I think I want to have. Because I'll, I'll change it like five, six times before I even post it. So um, I'm like, okay, I have this this guide. And I go from there. It's already built. I have the template. All I have to do is plug everything in. So this is like, okay, uh, this is how much I'm expecting to do. Hopefully, you know, I get there or exceed it, which I have been exceeding. <laughs> um, and and just try and mentally prepare myself, whether it's, you know, getting supplies in advance because everybody waits to the last minute to get all their containers, to get everything that they need. But no, I have everything two weeks in advance. I I. I can't risk not having some going to the store, not having something. Yes. And it's like now I have to scramble to try and figure out a backup plan. No, I don't like that. Preparation. Yes, it is key. Yes, it is key. That is absolutely true. Preparation is key. So you're preparing for Thanksgiving three weeks in advance, getting all your supplies together. What do you do differently in Q4 versus your other quarters? Because, you know, you've got these jam packed holidays. Mm -hmm. I've noticed uh, I ordered some cheesecakes for Thanksgiving. I did not lie and tell everybody I made them. I proudly <laughs> said I got these from the Batterina because they're the best and I couldn't possibly make anything better. You don't even do your six pack of minis for Thanksgiving, no. for the holidays. Mm-hmm. You completely change your product offering yes. for the holidays. Yes. Why is that? Um, it's just easy for production. If I'm making a high quantity of things, I have to make sure that it's streamlined. And it's just easier for me to be able to take care of and uh, execute. It's all about execution because at the end of the day, that's like the customers come to you for a product. You have to make sure you can execute what they're asking for. So for me to be able to ensure I'm, I'm providing a great quality product, it has to be simple on my end. Can't overcomplicate it because it's just so much that I have to do. Um, it's, it's a lot. Like I made over a thousand mini cheesecakes for Thanksgiving. A thousand. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, that was just the mini cheesecakes. I wasn't including the whole cheesecakes or the pans of ooey gooey or the cakes that I made. Wow. So imagine that. And then trying to do the six pack samplers with all different flavors. I was like, I I can't do Uh, it. Yes. So your, your Christmas pack or your holiday packs were six of two, up to two choices for a dozen cheesecakes. Did you have any pushback or any customers who were upset that they couldn't get the six pack, this, that, and the other? Some people were, um, but for the most part, everybody was, was pretty like, I understand like it's, it's a lot. Like I get a lot of orders during the holidays. So they're like, all right, cool. Two flavors done. But there were a few, few people like, can I get four flavors? I was like, I can't. If you, if you'd like to get two dozen, then you could get four flavors. You can get up to four. But with um, it being such a small quantity um, and my brain being set on, okay, they got two flavors, six of this, six of that. That's it. It's just, it's simple. But most people were, they understood it completely. So very good. Good. Glad to hear there wasn't a whole lot of, (laughs) a whole lot of pushback. No. Um, People can be crazy, especially about their food. Don't mess with people's food. So you're preparing um, a lot further in advance in Q4. Q4 is a lot different than the rest of the year. How did Q4 this year, how did you prepare differently this year than you did in prior years? Um, So this year I really took uh, preparing early seriously. Um, Not only did I get my supplies earlier, I started baking earlier as well. I paced myself because when I'm I'm trying to do too much in in a short amount of time, it's just like I overworked myself when I didn't have to. Um, so it's just super chaotic, just a lot going on. Um, and for me to have to do that in a short period of time, I was like, I'm not doing that this year. I started baking early. I set quotas for every day. I'm like, okay, this is how many I'm going to do today. This is how many I'm going to do the next day. I'm going to be finished with this so I can take care of everything else. And then the final day was all pickups. So everybody, I had everything planned out. 
It didn't go exactly how I wanted it to, but it was very close. Now I know my mistakes um, that I did for Thanksgiving and I won't make it for Christmas. And then next year, I'm not going to do any of that. Everything's going to be peachy. <laughs> constant growth, constant learning. So would you have to change after Thanksgiving if, um, if it's not divulging? To oh, yeah, secrets? no. Um, I, I would have started one day earlier. Still another day yes, earlier. Still another day earlier. Dang. So if I wouldn't have taken off like that Sunday, um, I would have been okay. Like I would have been good. I had at least a half a day to mentally prepare. But this time I like I went straight into it. I slept maybe two hours um the day before pickups. And then I had to get everything packed up, loaded, ready to go. Um, and all the orders together. I hired uh uh temp took help. And she she was really great. Like she picked up everything super fast and she helped. She was like, how can I help? What can I do? What can I do? So that that helped like a lot. So, yeah, that was lessons learned. Yes. So you're going to find the same person and get some assistance with Christmas. Yes. Especially now because she knows what to do. She knows what I expect. She knows how it's supposed to look. Um, And she was very friendly to all the customers. So, you know, they walked up to the table, they gave their name, she came back to the back, we got everything ready, sent it out the door. Beautiful. So it was, it was good. And that took a lot of stress off of me. So you were saying that you paced yourself and you started baking earlier and you would bake even earlier Mm -hmm. again for Christmas. Mm -hmm. How do you make the decisions of what to do when, how do you prioritize and, and make all of those decisions? Um, with like the holidays, um, I try and do the more difficult stuff first um, so I can have that out of the way. And then on the back end, then I can be like, OK, I can knock the rest of this stuff out because I have a little bit more time. But the more difficult, knock it out for like to get it out the way. So, you know how people are like, oh, give me the good news first. No, no, no. Give me the bad news. <laughs> and then I can I can take the good news later. Give me the chaos first. Let me, let me fix it. Yeah. And then we'll go forward. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Great. So I noticed you had to increase your prices. Yes. Um, inflation is, is like hitting hard in the, the food industry. Like a lot of things are going down, like gas is going down. Uh, electricity cost of electricity is going, but cost of food is not going down at all. No, for sixty eggs um, last year, the box was about nine dollars. I just bought eggs two days ago; it was twenty dollars for sixty eggs. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's more than double. Yeah, in case anybody's bad at math. <laughs> so that and and it's everything across the board that it's increased. Um, sugar went up two dollars. Uh, powdered sugar went up forty cents. Um, our oil, like the cost of vegetable oil is outrageous. The big gallons used to be, um, I went to, to the store up the street from the house. Um, they used to be $8.99. I went there like two days ago. It was $14.99 for vegetable oil. That's insane. $14.99. So it's just like, as much as I don't want to, I don't have a choice because like sometimes I, I wouldn't even be breaking even. Like I would be coming out of pocket on selling items. I'm like, I I can't do that. It it just doesn't make sense. So everything's going up. I unfortunately have to go up too. Yes. And I don't think people think about that. All of the teeny tiny components that go into a cheesecake. It's not just you manifested these materials and created these cheesecakes. You had to buy literally every component of every cheesecake, all the containers, all the stickers that go on the outside, the bags that you send them home. All of it. And all, like, every single thing that I use has gone up. Every single thing across the board. I believe that. I believe that. And cream cheese is super expensive. (laughs) I follow you on social media, both personally and in your business. And I've noticed lately, um, I've seen a lot of posts where you're telling other business owners where to get cheap materials. Because you're out, I'm assuming, sourcing these things yourself all the time and finding the best prices so that you can minimize your impact. Exactly. So like I try and keep up, like mentally keep up with the cost of everything that I use. So like I know the cost of everything that goes into the cheesecakes, whether it's um, the graham crackers, the butter, the chocolate chips, um, the sugar, like everything. I know the price to a T, like to the penny. Um, So whenever something's on sale, I'm like, all right, I got to jump on it. I'm sure if I had to use it, somebody else, another baker is using it too, especially like butter. 
butter went from like $2.99 for four sticks of butter. And I was like $5.99. That's that's a big, a big jump. So when it's on sale, I'm like, hey, y'all need to stock up right now because you don't know when it's going on sale again. And I know the business owners that you are in contact with of other fellow business owners that follow you on social media appreciate that because you're sharing the wealth, you're sharing knowledge. And I commend you for that as well, because it's something we like to focus on here. Anything that we can provide to you, if it doesn't hurt me to share some knowledge that might help you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you. Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't take anything out of my pocket to be like, yo, butter's on sale. Go get it. Well, like it's until they buy it out. Yeah. Well, I buy my first and then, and then then I tell them that's, Good. Point. So I'm not worried about if they run out because so you, I already got mine. You're not sending that message until <laughs> no, you're until in the I checkout line. Checked, I checked out. It's already in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it already. It's mine. So like y'all can have what I left, but it is on sale. It's on sale. That's amazing. <laughs> um. So you were. Let's talk about um your pivoting in your business. You talked about you were on cakes and then you you found the cheesecakes. How do you handle that decision um, of, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to focus on cakes. I'm going to turn down these cake ideas. I saw recently you had a beautiful cake on social media and you shared it and you were like, just a reminder, don't ask me to do cakes. I ain't doing it. And I was like, dang, that was such a cool cake. I was going to ask you to do that cake for my wedding. And you just teased me and we're like, See this beautiful cake I made? I ain't making them no more. <laughs> Never. But like, but like for your wedding, I'll make an exception for your wedding. That's that that's okay. I'll make an exception. But a lot of people, um, like they were disappointed at first. They they absolutely were. They're like, who am I gonna get my cakes from now? I'm like, I know these amazing bakers, they make some amazing cakes. I've tasted them personally. These are the go-to people. I am recommending them to you myself, but I just can't do it for the time spent. Um, versus the money, it it just didn't make sense, not for me. Um, And a lot of people are comfortable charging these astronomical prices for cakes. I couldn't do it in my heart and be able to sleep at night and be like, oh yeah, I just charged $600 for this one tier birthday cake. I'm like, what? I I can't do that. I I wouldn't feel right. But I knew um, it was just the direction that my business was going. My business tells me where it wants to go. Like, and I don't try and be like, no, 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 go this way. No, my business goes the direction it wants to go in. And it's never led me in the wrong direction yet. So I've just been uh, just following that path and and seeing what works. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, move on. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, you cannot fight against what your business is trying to do. It's a losing battle. Your business is bigger than you. We've talked about that in prior episodes. So if your business is telling you and you're listening, you're really in tune with what you need, what your business needs, what your customers want. And that is extremely powerful. So wonderful advice. I appreciate you sharing that Absolutely. with our listeners today. So we're getting ready to take another break. We've been talking about what Q4 looks like in dif- in your business and what it looked like last year versus this year. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that and then what maybe Q4 looks like in some other businesses because not everybody has the same challenges in Q4 as you have. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to be your small business superhero. Whether you need ongoing services like bookkeeping or payroll, one-time services like implementing an accounting software or one-on-one training, or an on-call CFO to answer your larger questions, Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to help. Stop costing your business more money by trying to do absolutely everything yourself. We pride ourselves on giving you big business level service while still giving that small business attention. You're the expert in your field and you didn't start your business to watch numbers move, but we did. Come check us out at jessicajonesaccounting.com to see what we can do for your business. Have you ever wished you had someone who had all the answers in your back pocket? The Superhero Initiative was created as a launchpad for small and micro businesses to reach the next level in their potential. We are here to help you start out on the right foot and rescue you from future headaches. 
If you've been in business less than three years or are currently generating less than $100,000 of annual revenue, we encourage you to apply for the Superhero Initiative. Recipients will get eight hours of donated time to supercharge your back office from bookkeeping cleanup to implementing and training on software and other accounting and management needs. Visit jessicajonesaccounting.com to apply today. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. Welcome back to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. Again, today I have Joanna from the Bad Arena with me, and we are talking about Q4 in her business versus a lot of other businesses. We talked about your busy season is Q4. I'm an accountant. A lot of people talk about accounting and busy season. That's, you know, on the way up to March and April tax time, your busy season is Q4, the holidays. Yeah. What do you do to compensate the rest of the year for this huge rush? You know it's coming. My anxiety is usually through the roof. <laughs> All year long, I know it's coming. It's only February, but November's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. It comes every year. <laughs> um, I just, um, you know, just try to make the best of it. Like, because usually uh, around Mardi Gras, is very, it's busy for me too. Um, all the balls are going oh, on. Everybody wants to to bring cupcakes to the to the Zulu ball, to Endymion ball, to this, or to have on the parade route on Tuesday. Um, and then this upcoming year, um, I am working on having a location specifically for the king cake cheesecakes. Oh. Yeah. So it'll be one location you can get whole king cake cheesecake slices and minis. Like that is. It's called the King Cake Connection. Okay, so like, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, a bunch of different businesses. Um, they have their King Cake specific items there. One location you can patronize different businesses um, at one time. So I love those concepts. So it's like one stop shop for everything. And with mine being so non traditional, it's like I want that. Like I've never had that before. And not only have you not had that one, you haven't had the Batterino one, and it's automatically. Better than everybody else's song. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Talk that talk. Uh, but yeah, just just pace myself. Um, continue working through the year like I usually do. Have my events on the weekend, and you know, still try and have a life in between working. <laughs> do you have a life in Q four? I I do have a life. I will make sure I have it. <laughs> I took some time off after um after Thanksgiving. I did a, a well deserved a week of nothing. I did ap- nothing productive. I didn't do anything. I didn't answer any questions. I didn't do anything. Like if anybody was asking me anything battery related, it wasn't getting answered until I got back to work. So just being able to disconnect for that that little bit of time um was was great. Like I got to spend a little extra time with with my man and we got to do nothing, <laughs> hey. go get some food, go out, like just just have that that time to just not have to think about to anything. recharge because yeah. you got a whole nother busy season coming yep. for Christmas. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the break after Christmas, um, taking another like week and a half off and that's going to be it. Then I'll just start getting ready for Mardi Gras. Because as soon as I get back, that's when I think carnival season officially starts. So uh, people are already asking me, they're like, when is the king cake cheesecake going to be available? I'm like, Wednesday, guys. Can I like get through Christmas? <laughs> I just need to get through Christmas. That's it. I'm not worried about no king cakes. <laughs> yeah, you can't even get king cake right now. It's like illegal or something. Yeah, technically. <laughs> So Q4 is the big time in your business and your strategy, you know, you're you're changing the product offering so that you can keep up with the demand. Mm-hmm. You're increasing prices because the prices of products are going up. Some businesses don't look like that in Q4. My business, for example, I'm not right now, December, don't ask me to do anything before the beginning of the year. I'm not going to be able to take on a new client and get you tidied up before January 1st. Yeah. Now, after January come talk to me and I'll get your whole 2022 all tidied up before tax time. No worries. But right now we're focused on wrapping up 
our year end for our current clients, making sure that everything has a bow on it so that we're not scrambling Mm -hmm. in January and Q1 in our busy season. We've got um, Shannon, for example, my executive assistant also has a photography business. Her business in Q4 has a different pivot. You've been doing a lot of um, things like uh, mini shoots and things like that because everybody needs to get their Christmas photos in. Not everybody can afford or has the time for a whole big extravagant photo shoot. So I know she was doing something like 30 minute sessions or something like that. And just having these different offerings to accommodate the needs. So I really invite everybody to evaluate what your business looks like in Q4 and what you may need to do to strategize differently to compete with the industry, with your needs, because let's be honest, Q4 is expensive for everybody because you've got holiday gifts and Thanksgiving meals to prepare and Christmas meals to prepare. And God knows Turkey is expensive these days. So look at each quarter, especially Q4 in your business differently. Look at it through a different lens, a different microscope to say, what can I do differently? What do I need to do differently to improve every year, every quarter, every month, and even from holiday to holiday? If you've got less than a month between holidays, you're strategizing and making these changes. So it's very, very important for this constant improvement, constant growth, and constant reflection on what you did right and what you did wrong Mm -hmm. or maybe not necessarily even wrong but what you did right what you could do better what you can improve upon always improving always that's key making it easier not just for yourself but just you know making it better for your business as a whole so that's that's key for me that's that's very important just how I can streamline everything maximize my time and uh, just make everything better Process efficiency is something we talk about a lot in this business. We do a lot in automation and process improvement. How do we take what you're doing now and make teeny tiny tweaks to change it and make it faster, better, whatever? Don't think that because you're doing, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't believe in that. It doesn't have to be broke. It can always be better. Mm -hmm. It can always be better. So, Going back to focusing on different iterations of your business and changes, Um, you don't do cakes anymore. I saw the other day on your social media, you had these uh, candied apples and you were like, I'm going to be offering these. And you were like, I didn't do that at all. I didn't even touch it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't dip one apple (laughs) at all. Like that's um, around the time, because I was going to plan on doing it for the following year, which was 2020. (laughs) <laughs> and you know everything fell apart in 2020 no. so, <laughs> the entire world fell apart so out went the apples here rolls in the pandemic so <laughs> and then we we came up with these amazing cheesecakes that just exploded during that time yeah. with your delivery options and leaving at people's doors yeah all like I was doing all kind of desserts um I did the um the dessert jars uh, like banana pudding, I did strawberry shortcake, like pretty much almost every flavored cheesecake. I did it in the dessert jar form first. Ah. So that's kind of how I inspired that. Those inspired my cheesecake flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had already did it before. I was like, it's got to work this way. <laughs> changing, changing your iterations, pivoting different, different focuses. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody comes to you mm-hmm. and says, Joanne, I want you to make me a cake. How do you say no? I'm like, well, um, I don't do cakes at the moment, but I do have a list of recommended recommended bakers that I could send you to. I can send you their information or you could give me yours and I could pass on, pass it on to them and they can reach out to you. That's pretty much how it is. Um, a lot of people like they I get asked a lot, like at least two, three times a week. Hey, I need a cake for such and such. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't make cakes. Because every time I take that one cake, it throws off my entire week. Yes, I believe that. My whole week. The special projects yep. always throw a wrench in everything. So I'm like, I, I'm a um, a person of routine and uh, systems. It's like, okay, I know I have to start baking. Uh, usually I try and take Mondays off, uh, but unless I have a lot to do. Um, I try and start baking on Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday. I'm just cranking out cheesecakes. 
Friday is getting everything prepped for all the events. Um, and then Saturday is the event. And sometimes I have an event on Sunday too. So like every day has something going on in it. So if I throw in something that's not um, a part of my normal routine, it's like, oh, wait, hold up. This is this not going to work. So I don't, I don't. <laughs> Was it hard for you to get there to that point of saying no and developing this? What am I going to say when I get asked? Because I know I have a lot of guilt Absolutely. when I say no. Like I, I feel bad. Um, but then in the back of my mind, it's like you turn it down, but you're not going to regret turning it down later because they're not going to have to stay up at two, three o'clock in the morning to make sure that this gets done. I will. So now that takes away time from sleep or I could be baking something else or preparing something else for like my events that I absolutely have to do at the end of the week. So all that plays a part in me being able to turn it down and not feel bad about like, I don't feel bad about it now. This is like, I have these people that you can go to. It's kind of like you can take it or leave it. Oh. <laughs> Your phone is dying yeah. on us. Did it take practice for you to be able to say no? Yes. Did you ever set out intending to say no and then end up doing something anyway yes. that you were going to say no yes. to? I, I used to do I honestly used to do it a lot. I'd be like, sometimes I still do it. So I'm not going to lie. You did it earlier sometimes when you were like, I can make an exception and I'll make you cake for your wedding. I'm not going to take you up on that. But I am going to have you do in addition because Joanna is providing these amazing cheesecakes as part of the dessert options at my wedding. I, you don't know this yet, but I'm going to make sure that we have some cheesecake fruit salad for me and my mom and the wedding coordinator. Cause it's a mess for everybody. I and I don't, I think that that would be kind of chaos, but yeah. I need it okay. in my life I got you. that day. I got you. <laughs> but that's, I totally derailed that. You set out to say no. Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes I'd be like, okay, I guess I can make it. And usually when I do that, I regret it. So I just try not to, I try not to do that. I try and stick to my guns and be like, no, because there's a reason I'm saying no. I'm not just saying no just to be mean or be ugly or anything like that. Like there's a reason. Um, and I just have to make sure I, you know, stick to it. I have to stick to it. Because if not, I'm going to go back and be like, okay, yeah, I'll do it for you. And then one person will be like, oh, you did it for them. Oh, you did it for them. So we're just going to nip it in the bud, not do it for anybody. (laughs) I think that's important. Um, As business owners, I think we want to please everybody. I know, Mm -hmm. especially as women, we're raised as people Mm -hmm. pleasers generally. And so it's hard to say no and stick to those guns because people are going to either intentionally or unintentionally bring that make you feel guilty kind of vibe and it really they're not the right like you said they're not the ones that are going to have to suffer they're not the ones that are going to be up late being crazy because they said yes to a project that they really should have said no to yeah so i think it's important and powerful to stand in that and stick to those guns Mm -hmm. and say no i can't i don't do that or you know i could do that but it's not what i want to do And there is a fear of, well, people are going to dislike me or Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose future revenue or customers or whatever. And I I think that we need to get away from that as Mm -hmm. as business owners, especially women business owners. We need to get away from giving into that guilt and that peer pressure of, oh, please do it for me when it's not what you should be doing. So don't let anybody tell you what you should be doing in your business. You and your business know your business best. Exactly. Like you're the only person that's, um, that has to take care of all of these things. Um, so every dollar is not, you don't have to chase every dollar. You don't have to, because the money that you lost from that uncomfortable situation you're probably going to get it right back even more a little bit down the line you just have to be patient stick with what you're doing it there it's gonna come <laughs> so just some people are like oh I'm, I'm scared i'm losing this money i'm losing this but i'm like take take care of everything that you already have planned and you know the, the customers are gonna come especially if you make the most amazing cheesecakes there you they're, they're going to come <laughs> And we were talking earlier, I want to circle back to something before we wrap up today. You said all of the costs of all of your products live in your head. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, that can't survive forever. Of course. That method cannot survive. But I know like whenever I see it, it's just like, okay, that's more expensive than it was last time I I did my supplier run. 
So I'm like, um, okay, I guess it went up. So, <laughs> so everybody, uh, don't let all of these things live in your head. I know you, we were recently talking, you, you've got some bookkeeping that you've gotten yes. through some sort of, um, yeah. program you, you like, like it's, it's awesome. a nonprofit, um, uh, that was funneled through, um, another nonprofit that I worked with, like during the pandemic. So, um, they got like grant funding, uh, government funding it was a grant that they received. So they were able to, um, source, um, a participant from a previous class and that's how everybody's getting getting all their account taken care of. Amazing. Well, if this person does not get your cost of goods sold in order so that you can monitor these prices, you come back and you see me. Okay. Because we're going to make sure that we're watching that profit margin, that bottom line, mm-hmm. and we can see growth. We're getting ready to wrap up today. we got just a, just a minute and I want to take that time to tell everybody where they can see you and your amazing cheesecakes on social media and in person. Okay. So on um, Instagram, I am at the underscore batterina on Facebook, uh, the batterina. Um, and then in person, I um, usually do a pop up every Saturday. I'm always at Rouse's on Chapatulis, 4500 Chapatulis in New Orleans. And also you can pick up slices daily at Elevated Cake Boutique in Algiers, Louisiana. That is brand new. Recent. Yeah. You keep selling out. Yeah. I keep seeing that. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, luckily I have an inside and I don't have to go all the way to Algiers to go pick up my pieces, but, uh, definitely everybody go check out these cheesecakes, look at the minis, look at the slices and, uh, the cookie, uh, the fruit salad yeah. is to die for. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow the batterina, you're missing out. Go find her. Um, I appreciate you coming in today. Oh, I'm so glad we finally got to do this absolutely. and, um, I hope to be able to have you here again with us soon. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And if you could give us a like, give us a follow, and we'll see you back next month on Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope you've gained something valuable today. If you did, wait till you hear what we're talking about next. Until then, get out there and forge your own unique empire, travel your own path, and most importantly, be your own superhero. 